Hello, hello, and welcome to About This Writing Thing, a bi-weekly podcast about the writing life. I am your host, Sayward B. Eller, novelist, short story writer, MFA, podcaster, and so much more. <laughs> a couple of announcements today. Uh, one is a happy announcement, the other not so happy for me. The first announcement is I have a new short story that I'm releasing in March. It is called The Other Side of Morning, and I have released the cover. I'm sorry, I have revealed the cover on Instagram and also on my website, saywordbeeller.com. It is the story of a widow who returns to France on the first anniversary of her husband's death, and it's about loss. And recovery and healing and what happens when we finally get to the other side of that mourning process that the the grief we're never truly out of, of mourning or out of grief when we lose someone that we love but we do get to that point where we can carry on with our lives again and that's really what the story is about so I hope that you will go to saywordbeeller.com on March 15th and read the story because that is where it will be exclusively. I'm not releasing this on Amazon. You'll be able to read it for free. And if you feel compelled to donate, you certainly can. But there is there will be no restrictions on the story. You can read the story in its entirety on saywordbeeller.com as of March 15th, 2022. If you want to see that cover, you can head over to saywordbeeller.com or you can go to Instagram and just find me. I'm at saybeeller and that's be like boy or broils, which is my maiden name. (laughs) My second announcement is that sadly, this will be the last season of About This Writing Thing for now. I think that I have done all that I can with the podcast in the current climate of podcasts. We have a lot of people out there who are podcasting, and I feel like in um, a sea, (laughs) in a sea of podcasts, I am but a drop of rain, and I've never been overly competitive, so I am going to step back and step away from podcasting and focus on writing and which is what I really should be doing anyway. Um, Focus on writing and focus on my website. And I'm going to leave the podcasting to the the better podcasters. (laughs) I do have three more episodes in season two, so I hope that you will join me for those. And then after that, you can keep up with me on my blog or you can subscribe to my newsletter which will be monthly at some point, but right now it's it's more of a bi-monthly because I don't really have a lot going on. <laughs> but if you want to see the cover and get a, another free short story, then you can sign up for my newsletter by going to my website, saywordbeeller.com. You'll get that free magnet story and you will also see the cover because I sent it in my newsletter. All right, now, update on the book. We know the book has been on submission for a year. And you also know from the last episode that we're not really getting any traction with it. We've had a lot of feedback, a lot of great feedback. We have had one 
semi-negative piece of feedback and that was just that the purchasing editor just didn't mesh with my voice and that's totally understandable. I kind of wish that we had had more feedback because then we would know why it was, why it is that no one is purchasing the book, nobody, you know, that the publishers are all passing. And I mean, I would love to know what can be done to make it more appealing, but at this point, all we know from one publisher is that it was just too dark. And that sucks because I get we're in a pandemic, but just because we're in a pandemic doesn't mean that people aren't reading hard books. I mean, I have read two books in the last month that dealt with similar issues. And yeah, they were hard to read, but this is life. Life happens. And sometimes the way survivors work through their trauma is to connect with other survivors, whether they are real people or fictional people. And I, I don't know if, if that's the problem, that the publishers are afraid to buy the book because they feel like it's too dark and it won't sell. I think that it's safe to assume that they feel like they can't sell it. So um, now I'm back to revising my other contemporary. I'll be sending that to my agent so that hopefully we can get it going. And I'll also be sending my historical to my agent so that hopefully we can get that going as well. I'm a little scared about that one because though I have a couple of ideas for my next historical going around in my head, I'm, I'm, not, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous, but I can put out the contemporaries, but historicals make me just a little nervous. And they shouldn't because I studied history in college, so I should be a little more confident when it comes to research, but uh, it is what it is at this point. <laughs> so I'll keep you updated on that front. I do know I'll be sending those manuscripts to my agent this week, so there won't really be any news on those until later on in the year, but we'll see. Just cross your fingers for me, if you will. I have, I'm going to full transparency here. I recorded a 20 minute podcast episode. And in reviewing that episode, I realized that my disenchantment was too prevalent. So I erased it all. And this is what you're getting now. A peppier version of sad news. <laughs> I laugh because that's all I can do. <laughs> I prefer transparency. I don't think there's a whole lot of transparency in the writing world. So there's my, there are my thoughts on that. Today, before I wrap up, I did want to talk about, um, a writing tool or a grammar, a punctuation mark that is being misused with a craft element. So I've noticed it in several of the manuscripts that I've edited lately, some that I have critiqued lately, and I even caught myself doing it once or twice as I was writing <laughs> my newest work in progress. So I had to slap my hand and I was like, why are you doing? So in a first draft, I, I understand how this could happen, you know, a few times because you're really in it. You're writing, you know, this, 
You're just trying to get it done. But the thing that bugs me is when I'm reading a second draft or a third draft, or when I'm reading a, a second submission of something that I've already read through and already commented on this, commas after beats. And if you don't know what a beat is, a beat is that moment before, or it, it's an action. It's where your character takes a pause and it's, they are doing something. So whenever someone lifts their eyes before their dialogue, that, that could be a beat. If there's an action between two pieces of dialogue for the same character, that's a beat. And one of the things that really gets under my skin is when I see people using, not that they're using the beat because I highly encourage writers to use beats. Uh, sometimes I'll put beat or action here when I'm critiquing or editing. So I highly encourage writers to use these because it, it keeps your it keeps your passages more active. It keeps your dialogue passages more active to be very specific because a lot of times we can get into that point where we're writing our dialogue and it seems like our characters are just standing there <laughs> and they're not moving and that's not how we talk. When, whenever we're having conversations, our hands move, we look at people, we might roll our eyes. That's another thing. I really cannot stand the rule, don't use an eye roll. How about don't overuse eye rolls? But I roll my eyes. I'm pretty sure everybody does at some point. So I'm not going to say never use so-and-so rolled their eyes or my eyes rolled into the back of my head or whatever. That's fine because that's an action. That's a beat. Don't put a comma after it when <laughs> to lead into the dialogue. Don't say, I rolled my eyes, comma, and then put, put my dialogue because that is an incorrect usage of the comma. Okay, this is what I need you to do. If you are guilty of this, I need you to stop using commas after beats. Just stop. It's a period, period, most of the time. And like I said, I found myself doing this in my, in my WIP, my work in progress. So everybody does it. But I have worked with so many writers over the last year that do it consistently. And <laughs> I even told one of, the, I told one of the writers, I said, stop doing this. Because usually I'm very encouraging when I'm doing a critique. I don't like to be harsh because this is someone's work. But this was the second time I had gone through an entire novel and the person hadn't corrected any of their instances of using a comma after a beat. And I, highlighted it and I said, stop doing this. If I could have put the little clap emojis in or reactions or whatever, if I could have put those in between every single word, I would have because it is frustrating to spend hours and hours and hours and hours editing or critiquing for free and have the writer blatantly disregard every piece of advice. If you don't follow any of my other advice, at least follow this. Stop putting a comma after beats. Yes, it's a lead in, but it's an action all its own. So stop it. Just stop it. 
I encourage everyone to get a book uh, and don't take this wrong, but not a self-published book. Get a book that was put out by a, pub a big publishing house. Read through it and highlight anywhere that you see a comma after a beat. I am going to bet you, you will not find one because commas don't go after beats. <laughs> I can give you one self-published title right now that you will find commas after beats because I'm pretty sure that the author still did not correct the commas after the beats. Have I gone on long enough about this? I don't have any resources to cite. I don't have, because you know what? All you have to do is go online, Google commas after beats in fiction, and pretty sure you're going to have a ton come up that say, you don't need to put a comma after a beat. And it's true. Now, there are those occasions where you're breaking up dialogue in the middle of a person talking because they do an action in the middle of their talking. So, yes, you put a comma at the end of that dialogue. You write in the action. You put a comma at the end of that action. You start the next piece of dialogue without capitalization because it's just a continuation. It's one continuous movement. That is acceptable. Otherwise, don't do it. Just don't. And that is my, that is the extent of my soapbox presentation on commas after beats. Save your critique partners and your editors a lot of headaches and just don't do them. Put a period. That's it. Now, you may think that this has been a waste of an episode. I hope not. But I feel better. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up for this week. I hope that I have been helpful, even though I don't feel like I've been very helpful today. I'll work on that for next time. Remember, we have three more. Let's see. Yeah, we have three more episodes of season two. And then I will bid you adieu. And you'll be able to just find me online. Until then... I hope that you will be back in two weeks. I can't remember what I'm going to be talking about, but I'm sure it will be so much fun and I'll be more prepared. <laughs> and I'll also give you an update on what's not happening in my writing world. I know you're going to be excited to hear that. <laughs> Until then, if you want to know what I'm doing between episodes, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Eller. You can find me on TikTok, but I don't really do much over there because it's not really my scene. As you know, uh, until then, take care, read some good stuff, and keep writing. Just don't use commas after beats. Bye!